the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black in Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and much, much more. What's on your financial mind? We can talk about it. First and foremost, I call this market irritating right now, annoying. It's driving me crazy. Why do I say that? That's a good question, right? In large part... One day we're focusing on European markets. One day we're focusing on Chinese markets. Then we're focusing on profits, and then we're focusing on interest rates. S&P 500's up two. The Dow's up 21. Nasdaq down fractions. Global tumult grips markets. Ten-year Treasury sits at 2.21%. Everything from Tokyo to Mumbai to Johannesburg to Washington, D.C. All are making the markets move right now. Or that's the best I can interpret it for you. Oil is sitting stubbornly at $96 a barrel, even though the major commodities have sold off. Not oil. Making you wonder if those Saudi sheiks are up to hijinks. Maybe. Maybe. Anyhow, where do we go from here now that all of our children are grown up, right? What we have right now is a market that's, like I said, it's annoying. It's a little disconcerting. Big losses on a strengthening yen, rising interest rates, unrest in Turkey. And then next day we're okay. She loves me, she loves me not. She loves me, she loves Just pick what side you're on. Central banks are, it looks like they're at some point in time going to start cutting back. Yet, there's a lot of aggress here. There's a lot of, uh, we're not convinced. Federal Reserve and major central banks haven't done anything yet to change the easy policy equation. And yet, we're nervous or anxious or looking for it or 
It's like that. It's like that dinner where the girlfriend says, "We need to talk." And you're like, "Oh, I'm so getting dumped." Cooper Tire garnered a 2.5 billion dollar cash offer from Apollo Tires. That's a nice move. 43 percent premium. Oh no, an Indian company. Not like Tonto. An Indian company, as in from India, is buying an American company. Yeah. Oh, no. Uh, Mortgage Bankers Association said refinancing and purchase increased 4.7% in refis. Purchases up 5%. So that's where we are. I think everything could be different tomorrow. That's the kicker about it. You almost hate this market because of what I'm saying there. Not a lot of conviction. Ultimately, I'm okay with it. Here's a crazy statistic. The rate of flipping activity in California hit an all-time high in February. It remains well above pre-recession levels. In the Bay Area, up 4.1%. In Southern California, up 5.9%. The boom peak for all three was up 4.3% in January of 2005. Flip my house. Flip my house. Telling you that right now things are pretty speculative. Or, as I like to say, bubblicious. Investor purchases are at or near record levels. There's just a lot more investment activity. What we didn't have back in the boom times was heavily discounted foreclosed properties. Flippers are feeding off of it. Right? I think you can grasp that without me beating the snot out of it. Speaking of beating the snot, that's a phrase that I actually like to say, right? If you get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Don't be shy. I could use some calls today. Don't forget there's a new show on the station. CFP Chad Burton does the 1 o'clock to 2 o'clock show, according to West Coast Time. Financial planning event of a show. So, okay, we don't have a lot of news today. This feels incredibly, incredibly like the summertime. Oddly enough, it is incredibly like summertime when you check the calendar. So, SP 500 futures rose today. All morning long, we've been feeling pretty good. Since Ben Bernanke said on May 22 that the Fed Reserve may, could, I'm sorry, could scale back stimulus efforts if the employment outlook shows sustainable improvement. Since then, $2.5 trillion has been raised from the value of global markets. Isn't that just a total hoot? Doesn't that just make you kind of almost want to smile? Kind of, right? Like, that's a lot of wealth lost from... If ifs and buts were candy and nuts, oh, what a party we'd have. Let's take a look at some of the other issues out there. Gigamon, shares rose 32% in IPO. Network data traffic technology company began trading on the NYSE. Gigamon was up 32% this morning in the initial IPO action. It's a Milpitas-based company. HP's in the news today. CEO Meg Whitman was on CNBC. 
She said that HP has got a lot of heavy lifting ahead, but it's also making progress in its turnaround efforts. Rambus settles a dispute, patent dispute, that was kind of a decade in the making. Pfizer won a $2.5 billion settlement from Teva and from Sun Pharmaceuticals over patent infringement. The $2.15 billion deal ends a 10-year legal battle over a Pfizer-developed acid reflux medicine containing Pantoprazil, an ingredient in the generic version of Protonix. I know, you're saying, isn't there something else we can talk about? Okay, back to real estate, because everyone loves real estate. Underwater mortgage purchases. Underwater mortgage percentages. We're talking about flipping the house, but underwater mortgage percentage falls below 20%. Percentage of all residential mortgages that have negative equity, 19.8%. Now, on one hand, it sounds awesome, right? Hey, the underwater mortgage percentages fall. Woo! But one out of five homes, we owe more than it's worth. Now, in the fourth quarter, that number was 21.7%. In 2011, it was one in four, not one in five, 25%. Nevada is the state with the highest percentage of mortgage properties in negative equity, 45.4%. My theory on that is it's a lot of Bay Area residents that couldn't afford to buy in the Bay Area. Thus, thus this map, they went to the closest place on the map that they could find, i.e. Nevada. Now, here's the problem with Nevada. It's desert. Lots and lots of land, lots and lots of space. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Don't be shy. Got an economist coming up in the second hour. Find me online at robblack.com. This Bay Area update. You may find yourself living in a shotgun shack. And you may find yourself in another part of the world. And you may find yourself behind the wheel of a large automobile. And you may find yourself in a beautiful house with a beautiful Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. And you may ask yourself, when is Rob going to start talking? Rambus, up 9% plus today. It's a technology licensing company tied towards memory chips. They've settled a patent case that goes back to 2006 with South Korean chip maker Hynix. Chip companies now have signed a five-year licensing deal that will net Rambus over $200 million. Shares are up 65% year-to-date. PVH. Now, that's going to ring a teeny, teeny, tiny bit of a bell in your head. The report earnings tonight after the closing bell. PBVH stands for Philip Van Hulsen. Also, Calvin Klein, Tommy Hilfiger, and Izod. It's been beating analyst expectations for the last four quarters. But 
It's up 42% in the past year. You decide if that's good for you or not, right? A London sushi chain now delivering dinner by drone. Boeing's big into drones. Already known for their utility belt serving system, Yo Sushi. Sushi is now testing four propeller flying eye trays with flat tops to carry plates across its restaurants. They'll be controlled by a nearby waiter with an iPad. They'll deliver, spo- fee- they'll deliver food at speeds of 25 miles per hour. Okay, I'm not making this up. So Yo Sushi in London is testing drones. You know the things that fly around with missiles that blow up enemies of the Americans? I know, it's not funny. I'm with you, Barack. One day when I get hit by a California sushi roll, 25 miles per hour, I'm bitter. Now, this may not be such a good idea. So far, most of the food winds up on the street instead of on the table. But they're not the only company thinking about this. There's a San Francisco-based restaurant that's delivering burrito bombs with a flying drone. Domino's is considered a dummy copter to transport in the U.K. and Ireland. So there's a company right now in San Francisco that's delivering food via an eye tray. It's pretty bizarre, to say the least. But it's out there. Other big stories of note today tie into the stock market. I think we're in a market that deserves a 5% correction. I don't think it deserves a 10% correction, but definitely a 5% correction. And I'm good with that. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls off on the air. PEMCO says there's a 60% chance of a global recession. I'm starting to get tired. Starting to get tired of PEMCO. You know, it's one thing to be opinionated. It's another thing to get your opinion out there every day and say, you know, boo. I know things feel good right now, but boo. You're like, come on. So Pandora bought a terrestrial radio station. That's odd, right? Come August 13th, August 16th, we get a Steve Jobs by Opic picture. I thought this was kind of cute today. Angry shareholders yesterday pelted Mark Zuckerberg about the stock price. And basically says, fundamentally, we're doing everything right. And yeah, it's disappointing the stock hasn't reflected that. So... Zucks, Z, faced a barrage of questions. He's presided over a 37% decline in the stock since its debut. He said he believed Facebook was on the right path towards long-term success, even though he was disappointed with its performance on Wall Street. It's kind of the right thing to say. So, he's staying the course. Mobile ads account for about 30% of Facebook's ad revenue. A year ago, they accounted for zero. Revenue growth remains sharply below that of two years ago. Zuckerberg said Facebook would continue to grow alongside newer rival services. 
So they got all this going on. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220. I could use a call or two. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, poke, poke. Google, Microsoft, and Facebook are all saying that basically the U.S. government should provide greater transparency transparency on national security requests. So they kind of all got caught up in it. Dish Networks. Merger talks with Sprint Nextel have collapsed after a series of ultimately major disagreements. Higher home prices pulling more homes out of negative equity in the last quarter, but it's still alarmingly high. The collapse in gold prices have hurt some countries more than others. Central banks that bought up 534 metric tons of gold last year are hating it. And there's nations that do this as part of their business model. India, Netherlands, Japan, Russia holds 8.8% of their foreign reserves in gold. Switzerland, China is big into it. Now, again, only 1.4% of their foreign reserves are in gold. But when you look at the size of their economy, it's pretty huge. Big, 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 big loser. France, 68% of the reserves are in gold. Then you go to Italy and Germany. And strangely enough, you know who's number one on the list? United States. 73% of our foreign reserves are in gold. The U.S. had the largest gold reserves in volume terms in 1952, and reserves totaled 20,000 tons. Now we're just at 8,100 tons. 800-516-1220 Drop me an email Rob at robblack.com It's Rob at robblack.com Anything you want to talk about We can talk about One thing that I want to Particularly warn you about Are financial planners I love them But they're not all created equal You want to see a financial planner As a tax strategy Because it's part of a Comprehensive approach You don't want to see a static approach. You want to see a rebalancing approach. Some portfolios haven't been rebalanced in years. You don't want to see a portfolio manager shift tactics aggressively. You can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Don't forget to listen to the CFP Chad Burton Show. Today from 1 to 2. Today from 1 to 2. I'm going to be sitting in for him on Fridays. So more Rob Black coming up right around the corner. You can find me online at robblack.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome in. Welcome back in. Rob Black and Your Money. Welcome to the new age. Sometimes things have to change. I think people that participate in the Iditarod are dullards. 
Sometimes things have to change. We can't keep doing things the way they've always been done. We can't. It's just mind-numbingly obvious. Angry shareholders pelt Mark Zuckerberg with complaints about their huge losses inside the Facebook stock. Is it his fault? No. Did the price? Did the deal get overpriced? Yeah. Is he part of that? Sure. But you want him to be a CEO. You don't want him to be a stockbroker. Apple this week did unveil some cool stuff at the World Wide Web Developers Conference. Some of the cool stuff to me are going to be some of the things that we're going to be using in the future. Particularly tied, I thought, was pretty cool, was the um, integration into cars. I know, you're saying, really? Battery life got improved. Graphics got improved. Graphic speed got improved. Doubling of quality as far as MacBooks go, Mac Airs, Air Macs. They're trying to get everything to work together. If you're a fan of of multitasking, huge win for you. Siri now has a male voice option built into it. The camera now has Instagram filters built into it, thus eliminating the need to go to Instagram and putting a filter on your shot. That's a pretty good shot. That's a pretty good attack at uh, Facebook. FaceTime audio lets you make phone calls over Wi-Fi just like Skype, but the quality is better than Skype. Apple's added some new features that allow you to shut down or disable your phone if it's lost or stolen. There's no way for the phone to be reactivated without your Apple ID. Some pretty good stuff. Again, stuff that we need. iTunes Radio, not so cool. But the iOS for the car really hit me. It lets you access Siri, Maps, Messages, and other features on your in-dash screen. Who has said that they're going to build it in? Honda, Mercedes, Nissan, Ferrari, Chevy, Kia, Hyundai, Volvo, Jaguar, and others. I'm not going to say that's going to make me buy a Honda or Jaguar, Volvo, or Mercedes, or Nissan, but maybe a little bit. It's starting to sway me. You had me at hello. Hello, Robert. Let's take a look at the market numbers. Next hour, I'm going to be speaking with Dr. Jeffrey Rosen, economist at briefing.com. One more thing I want to mention about Apple is... Yahoo released a weather app last month that looks a lot like the images coming out of the iOS 7. And some people think, what's up with that? SP 500's up 4, the NASDAQ's up 5, the Dow's up 37. Let's welcome in CFP Chad Burton. He is a certified financial planner with NewFocusFinancial.com. One of the areas that I don't like talking about is insurance. We know about investments. Fun and sexy. We know about taxes. you got to pay them. But insurance is part of the formula in getting to retirement. And I always say insure what you can't afford to lose. But 
I think a lot of people in the age of 20 to 50, Chad, don't really – all we think about is life insurance or homeowner's insurance or renter's insurance. I think one of the forgotten insurances is like gap insurance. I, I know it's like an odd topic to start with, gap insurance. What is gap insurance? Gap insurance is if, let's say, you, you buy a car for thirty grand, right? right? And then you turn around and total it. The insurance company says, well, at that time, your value of your car is only $15,000, but you still owe twenty because you took a loan out. You've only paid it, you've, you're, you're paying it down at a lower rate than what the value is depreciating at. So that is a very big risk, especially in the first three years that you buy a car, for example. Which I don't think people think about it, yet I do. I think it's actually a pretty good insurance to get. It, it is, especially because we also say that you know having the higher deductible insurance typically makes sense. So if you're a person that you're doing things the right way, where you have six to 12 months worth of cash and emergency reserves if you're a younger person, right? then that means that you're allowed to then go out and get higher deductible auto policies, home policies, health insurance policies, so that your monthly premiums are lower so that you can save more money in your 401k. But if you're going to do that, typically it also means that you need that gap coverage in case you do total your car. Otherwise, you could be out of pocket five to $10,000 to get that replacement. Another little tip on insurance that I think is important is I've got a friend who lost 190 pounds. He lost a human being. I mean, he lost 190 pounds. <laughs> I'm like, did you get your health insurance uh, changed? Did you get your um, life insurance changed? Because when he got... Life insurance is a 300, well, I guess 350-pound man. He was about to die. He was a diabetic. He's actually lost diabetes. He no longer has to take insulin. So he needs to go and have all of his insurance redone. And they will lower your rate, insurance companies. They'll never raise your rate, but they will lower your rate if you do something like lose 20, 30, 40 pounds. Did you know that? No. I did. Yes, I didn't know that. It's, oh, it's, I thought I had him. It's like stump the let me, let me get an example too. So people go out and they buy life insurance. Yeah. Okay. And but when they're doing it, they're they not they might not smoke all the time, but they might have a cigar once in a while or yeah. or dip, you know, chewing tobacco. Right. They get rated as a tobacco user. You can go through a certain period of time with the insurance company and go back and say, I no longer smoke. I no longer chew. Take a physical that proves it. Send it in, and they can lower your rates. Okay. And if people bought term insurance like three or four years ago and they're still healthy, they might want to redo that plan because it's cheaper now. Term insurance is a lot cheaper now. There's more people in the business, and insurance companies want the business. Okay, so question your insurance policies every couple of years, especially if you had some life-changing events on the positive. Really, it's 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 almost every year. It's almost okay. like you know I'll go through and and call uh, cable bill, cell phone company, and say I'm about ready to leave unless you've got something better to offer me. And every time I do that, every six months, it seems like I get money knocked off my cable bill or my cell phone bill, or I get some sort of incentive or a free upgrade or whatever. You know, you ask for it. They want your business. I always call the insurance company or the cable companies, and I'm saying, I'm pretty sure I didn't order Naughty Nurses 3. <laughs> so we have different conversations with the cable companies. Why is my bill $300? And they say, I think you ordered 4 and 5 as well, Mr. Black. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. I'm guilty. Um, so some of these insurance issues are, are, are obvious. Some, obvious. Some of them are not. Um, I think the one that's also not necessarily obvious for people is disability insurance. You or I have a greater chance of being disabled before we die. Yeah. And when you're disabled in your working years, it's financially crushing because you lose your income. So disability insurance is really, really important to consider. Yeah, I mean, and I'm loaded up on it because of what I do for fun. Wakeboard, snowboard, all that kind of stuff. It's more likely that I'll be injured and can't work for a while than, than, than die. So, um, and I also have, as a business owner, it's important to have things like overhead policy so that there's, there's key man disability so somebody could 
replace you if you're gone from your company, but also just overhead disability, which usually lasts for about six months, so it keeps the lights on. It makes the payroll payments while you're not there doing it. You know what I mean? Especially if so, that, so in a key person situation, it's also important to. Uh, so in our little coverage. joint venture, do you have Keyman on you? I do. I have overhead and Keyman. Do we have Keyman on me? Because I bring in. I'm the rainmaker. I don't think you can qualify because of all your ailments. <laughs> what are my ailments? <laughs> okay, we're gonna play about that off air. We're gonna play Stump the Burton. Stump what the was the name of the first vampire to appear in a movie? Dracula. No, it's Nosferatu. Who cares? We're playing Stump the Burton. <laughs> okay, fine. You can win a Joan Baez album if you want to call in right now. 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Stump the Burton. Do you have anything else on insurance that we're missing? So maybe some of the, the finer points? Um, let's see other types of insurance. No, it, you know, if people will look. If they don't have insurance through their employer disability insurance, which is very important. We've talked about that before. If you're, like, job hunting, you get two offers. They're pretty close. Take the one that has better disability insurance coverage often because it's expensive. But those that can't afford it could still do something like an AFLAC where it gives them some cash in their pocket if they are injured to help pay the bills over a two- to three-month period. It's still very important to look at, and you can usually pay for that with your um, health savings account or FSA account. Quick answer. Um, when should people consider umbrella insurance? As soon as they have assets outside of retirement accounts. Okay. So as soon as you have equity in your home or uh, you know tax, taxable account savings, then you want to look at umbrella insurance. It's cheap. That's Certified Financial Planner Chad Burton. Chad Burton, you can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Last night, watched a little World Cup qualifying action. And i got to give it to Seattle. They were partying. The big star of last night, I don't think it was Jersey Altidore. I think it was the fans of Seattle. They're soccer mad in the Pacific Northwest. Um, there was one point in time where 40,000 fans were chanting and singing, we're going to Brazil. It's pretty cool. Very graphic, very into it. Um, good crowd. I like to see it. I grew up playing uh, American soccer, or football, as the Europeans would call it. And uh, it helped pay for my college. It's nice to see the sport growing up and getting embedded it's now got more of an audience than the NHL does in the United States. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money. Talking all things financial. Find me online at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. and losers on Wall Street? Visit Rob Black's YouTube channel for a fresh take on the market each weekday with Rob's morning... Charlie Pellet investors are weighing economic reports and the effect of rising... A huge discussion in Europe in particular about... Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. So, before I met, before I got in this 
topic. I told you that I watched the World Cup qualifier last night in Seattle, and the fans were great. When I was a young boy, there was no chance soccer was going to survive. In fact, it was collapsing on a regular basis in the United States. But this league's for real. And last night, Seattle fans chanted, we are going to Brazil. Pretty cool moment. I wish I had invested in a franchise, right? Uh, Because MLS is alive and thriving. It's not just a cheaper alternative to the NFL. It's more of a family experience, all things considered. Family has been priced out of sports on a tragic note in the United States. It's so unfortunate because of the best bonding times you could potentially have with your children are at sporting events. A friend of mine is a real estate appraiser. I got him some uh, tickets to a Giants game, a luxury box, and he brought his daughter. And you know, it was it was sweet to watch them hang out together. And you know, ten years later, she's off to college and has no time for daddy anymore. But she was impressed at that moment. He was able to put his impressions on her. So Google the interns, right? You saw the internship, which was like one big commercial for Google. Great Google movie. How much do you think an intern makes at Google? Just give me a second. It's going to shock you. It's probably more than you make. $5,800. Some of the interns make as much as $6,700 per month. Per month. Today's tough labor market has created a difficult job placement environment for students. But look, a Google internship could range from ad sales to marketing to highest paid software positions. You have to give them three months of full-time work, meaning, you know, the interns get paid basically $20,000 for three months. That's not too shabby. Interns at Microsoft are paid more than $5,500 monthly. So, clearly it's a testing ground. Yeah, you're low man on the totem pole. You have no job security, but it can lead to something, and it looks pretty damn impressive on a resume. SP 500's up four, the Nasdaq's up five, the Dow's up 37. This is a market that we were down yesterday on Bank of Japan, and today we start lower, we go higher. Now, just you know, a couple minutes after I said we were higher, we're kind of break even. Nasdaq's down fractions, Dow's up 10, SP 500 up one. I think that most people are starting to see the Fed at some point in time. They've lowered mortgage rates to the point by buying mortgage debt that home values have gone up. They've lowered rates to the point that corporations have refinanced their mortgages or their bonds. Companies like Apple took massive advantage of timing of low interest rates to borrow money at low interest rates to invest inside their own company, whether it be dividends or Infrastructure. But you and me, we did it as well. We refinanced our mortgage rates. I'm locked in. I'm pretty comfortable. So, the Fed's done their job. There's almost nothing left for them to inflate. 
it's up to Congress to work on some policy that people feel comfortable with. Yields on the 10-year Treasury are going to be something Wall Street pays attention to at this point in time. The highest 10-year Treasury in a while, 2.27%, was hit yesterday. It's a little bit off that now. But it's a trend that we're going to get more and more comfortable with. Some people think rising interest rates are bad. Some people think that rising interest rates are good. For the housing market, it's particularly bad. If you're going to sell your house, sell it before rates go higher. If you think rates are going higher. Rates for a 30-year fixed mortgage tend to track the 10-year treasury note very, very closely. Recent increase adds about $100 a month on the average monthly mortgage of $245,000. So start adding it up. From the low rates to where we are now, if you have a $500,000 house... It costs people an extra $200 a month just to buy that. It's not a lot in the Bay Area. I get it. Half the job gains in recovery in the United States have been tied towards housing. Some of the jobs in the recovery have been tied towards restaurants and retail. So these positions are exponentially making up a larger percentage of the recovery than of what was lost. So now, pretty good time to consider a mortgage if you're going to be considering a mortgage. Buy what you can afford. Don't overbuy. Get a damn good realtor because houses aren't staying on the market long if they're attractive. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Pandora's angry about the royalties that they're forced to pay, music publishers, so it's buying a terrestrial radio station in South Dakota, trying to score lower rates. Pandora says that the American Society of Composers, Authors, and Publishers discriminates against the company by charging it higher royalty rates, as well as letting publishers pull their song catalogs from Pandora while keeping them available for competitors. So, to combat discrimination, Pandora bought a radio station in South Dakota. Investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. You can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Pandora says that the acquisition will let the company qualify for the lower fee license. Interesting. The lower fee license at Pandora's competition, Clear Channel, has it licensed because it has that trust. According to the experts, irreverent, we're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in. 
Good morning. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Stocks have been kind of waffling today between gains and losses. No discernible trend of note other than to say there's been some waffling. Sometimes that's what we got. It's summertime. Trading tends to get a little bit uh, sidetracked due to volume losses of people going on vacation. Probably the big story behind the story is something along the lines of the concept of the Fed's going to stop buying debt, and that affects the housing market, and that affects corporations, and that affects borrowing costs. And we're dealing with it. But do we want a weaker housing market? I'll tell you what. I was getting some groceries yesterday and I saw the biggest truck I've ever seen in my life. And the guy was a construction guy. <laughs> it's a pretty big truck. Kind of scared me, to be quite honest with you. I'm not saying that I, I wet myself or anything, but I was a little weak in the knees. I was a little weak in the knees. It was, it was kind of scary. It wasn't quite Grave Digger. Biggest monster truck of all time. Probably my favorite monster truck. If you don't have a favorite monster truck, seriously, you're missing out. Disney this morning introduced its latest video game called Infinity. It ultimately rented a movie theater to show 30-minute clips of the upcoming films that they have. They hosted a party for the Glitz. Players can, for the first time, mix their characters from different Disney franchises. So you could be Dora the, not Dora the Explorer, but you could Nemo, you could be Nemo the Fish, and you can meet with, you know, uh, Mickey Mouse, or Minnie Mouse, or Goofy. You pit characters against each other. You can race between Lightning Queen. And, you know, the superhero Dash from The Incredibles. So, you collect action figures. It's worthy of note because you don't really think of Disney as a internet gaming company, do you? I somehow doubt you do. So, that's a story that's out there today. Other stories, uh, cosmetic chain, a company called Ultra. They posted earnings 65 cents a share, better than expected. They say store traffic is increasing as shoppers look for products and brands they may not find in department stores. Online sales are booming. Rambus in the news today, they've climbed an impressive 9 plus percent on the news of a tech licensing deal. PV8, big conglomerate, Philip Van Hilsen, which... You probably own a Van Hoosen shirt or two if you're a man. But they also make Calvin Klein, Tommy Hilfiger, and Izod. Pretty dominant at what they do. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in there. I can use a call or two. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. RV sales are up big. I know you're saying, really? I wouldn't have thought that. Uh, a lot of boomers who had doubts about their nest eggs. They're starting to see the market recover 120, 130% from its bottom. 
and the RV industry has recovered with it. There are publicly traded vehicles tied towards RVs. Is it something that you're interested in? Winnebago? I don't know. Snowbird boomers. I know you're saying, that sounds like no fun at all. To be old and trapped in a RV. Hmm. Guess different folks get you know, turn on or turn off that kind of stuff. I personally am a big R V fan. It's kind of my glamping, so to speak, when you do camp. Um Pandora is buying a radio station in South Dakota in an effort to keep the competitive fires against terrestrial radio stations. CBS radio has the iHeart radio app where you can listen to the station. What's interesting to note about that is Pandora has to pay more and they have to be kind of slapped around a little bit by the radio industry. Even though CBS can do iHeartRadio and use the royalty rates they get from radio stations, you know, physical on the dial, they can now use that rate on the Internet as well. So they have a bit of an unfair advantage. We're seeing the S&P 500 trade lower this morning, down a point. The NASDAQ down four. The Dow Jones Industrial Average down three. Housing recovery is probably the biggest negative when compared to the interest rate on the 10-year Treasury bond. You've seen a lot of home builders get absolutely crushed on that looming threat of higher rates. You saw a company called GameStop last month get absolutely crushed when Microsoft announced that if you sell your video game, they're going to charge you to reactivate it, i.e. the second-hand sales of video games are going to be a profit center. And Microsoft has since backed off that statement. So that bad news, that looming threat of four, five, six months from now was going to hurt GameStop, push that stock lower, because they're in the business of buying your used games and reselling them, as well as selling new games, but they make a lot of money off the resales. While they're at it, part of their business model is like, okay, you play Call of Duty 10. You play it for a month, you bring it back to them, they'll give you $10 in currency at the store, which gets you to buy something that's marked up 100% yet again. Let's go to a quick call. It's going to sing from Sunnyvale. Hi, hey, What's up? I had a quick question on uh, PIMCO's uh, California Muni uh, bond fund. Uh, this TCK and TCQ both have decent yields, but they have pulled back in the last uh, 10 uh, days. Do you recommend adding to them, or should I wait? Are you using them for yield only? Income? Uh, it's more for capital preservation and yield. Okay. I don't think the the pullback has been that dramatic, uh, about 2.5%. Uh, what's the yield on PCK? I don't, I'm not familiar with it right now. Okay. And in general, your take on REITs like NLY, which has also taken a severe beating. Yeah, any any yield over 6% is exponentially riskier than anything else. 
Um, thanks for the call. Annalee Capital Mortgage yields 13.3%. It's taken a beating, and rightfully so. They're in the business of, of mortgages. As rates go higher, they're going to make less money, and people are going to you know, trade for other income plays. Um, don't get too greedy. That, that I see no principal preservation in that kind of strategy. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on the Wall Street Business Network. You can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Intern Google, uh, Google interns make about $6,000 a month. Not too shabby, right? For a three-month period. SP 500's up fractions. The Dow's up six. The NASDAQ down four. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. Chad, it's an easy topic to get into... A lot of spending, a lot of fluff. It's been done before and again, but the prenup. Prenuptial agreement, financial contract between you and the person you're marrying, typically considered a contentious idea in the media. What's your thoughts? It shouldn't be. I think that uh, if you can't, it's really a barometer, I think, for the marriage. If you can't talk about money, if you can't talk about a prenup, um, then you're probably going to have problems. We all know that, what, about 50, 55% of marriages fail? Yep. Where prenups are even more important is t- tends to be that second marriage, and 60% of second marriages fail. Wow. And the second marriage, you're dealing with issues of not only money, but also of children from previous marriages, and that, you know, how do you step-parent? Um, how do you deal with those issues on top of money? So prenups, you know, if you're getting married straight out of college, unless you're doing a, you know, you're a, you're already well into your law degree or you're, you know, you're going to medical school or whatever, um, a lot of times there's not a lot to protect. But in your second marriage, you have kids, you have assets, you have, uh, you might have a business where you have salary, which is community property, plus profit distributions, which can, you can separate outside of that. Um, so it's really important in that second marriage to talk about money, talk about how the kids are going to be raised, talk about prenup. You've already been through a divorce once, so don't, don't do it wrong again. So a prenup is a good idea. I always tell the story about how out of college I lived with a girl, and uh, she swears one album was hers, one CDs was hers. I swear I bought it. And when we broke up, it was contentious over a CD. Yeah. Could you imagine more important things like IRAs or if you own a business? 
We talked about CD. What about what about these iTunes accounts that married people end up with all this music, and then how do you split that up? I don't know. You can have it. <laughs> just go. You can, your, you can have your 99 left balloons. <laughs> you can have it. Just go. It's a phrase that pays. Um, so you need a prenup if you're going to get an inheritance, if you own a business, if you have children from a previous relationship, like Chad said, if you don't make a lot of money now, but maybe your future earnings are going to be greater. Uh, you know, I'm a classic example of that. I mean, like kids in law school. You know, they get married in, in grad school, and then, you know, he, she supports him. She's waiting tables. He's getting his law degree. Next thing you know, he's making a giant salary five, ten years down the road, and uh, there's an L Splitsville. Yeah. Well, it's you and a lot of business owners. A lot of business owners end up, you know, the first ten years of, of working and, and being a slave to your your business that you're trying to create. You don't make a lot of money in the beginning. You're always working towards that future scenario of, okay, the business is now finally running itself instead of you running the business. And that's when you can start taking profit distributions and things like that. So a lot of marriages fail when you have a business owner that's, you know, kind of a workaholic. And so in that second marriage, it tends to be when that business owner is now finally hitting that point where they wanted. They have the right salary. They have the right profit distributions. So that's when it's really important because when you get married, Rob, your salary is typically community property. Right. So that's really hard to protect. And you can you can do certain things in terms of, well, if the marriage lasts this long and you're at home taking care of the kids, then maybe I'll pay support for a certain period of time. You've got to think that all through. If you're going to get married and you both have kids or, or you have kids and the spouse doesn't, who's going to take care of the children? And what's going to happen if the divorce lasts 10 years and one person stayed at home and didn't join the workforce? How are you going to help? How are they going to get retrained? There's all sorts of things that come in the prenup agreement. People need to do this before they cohabitate and well before marriage. Yep. It's tough to do after, and it's tough to do when you suddenly learn, like, this person has a problem communicating with money. It's right. emotional for them. Well, after, yeah, I mean, the prenup is before. So the postnup comes into play where you get, you know, a separation occurs. And almost a divorce, and then you kind of usually a postnup will come into play where okay, fine, I'll get back together. But you had a debt problem, you had a gambling problem, you had a spending problem. So if we if we get <laughs> you know back, my, to, you know my life really well. <laughs> if we get you spend too much on scotch, if we <laughs> if we get back together and we do end up getting divorced after all, after all, here's what's going to happen. Gotcha. Anything else that we need to know? Um, boy, it's you can't don't do a bunch of frivolous things. I've seen really odd things in a in a prenup where people get caught up in uh, literally how much you're supposed to weigh, <laughs> who's supposed to mow the lawn, who's you know those types of things. So don't, don't get caught up in it. Make make it uh, open communication. Use a counselor to approach it um, if you think it's going to be contentious. But the prenup, you got to put everything on the table. That's a chance where you show all your assets, all your liabilities. Because if you don't, they're not going to hold up. I think I think weight. Should be part of a marriage contract. Yeah. So it, it how unfair to marry someone and they become a drunken slob. <laughs> Story of my life. Story of my life. That's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. Yeah, I heard there's a marriage contract between Mark Zuckerberg and his wife where she wants relations once a week. Part of a contract. That, I think, is taking things a bit too far. I will go as far as to say, I guess I understand, you know, spelling things out in the initial term is better than being disappointed after the term. But I don't know. 
Um, a lot of contracts we're also learning aren't worth the money or aren't worth the paper they're printed on. So Facebook billionaire Mark Zuckerberg marries his girlfriend. The prenup is awfully surprising. Worth at one point in time $17.5 billion. California law makes premarital property separate property. But his wife will be automatically entitled to 50% of the empire in the event of a divorce. No, that's not going to happen. It's in the contract. But we've seen some usual cases, very unusual cases, where attorneys are able to argue against it. Um, legally binding prenups, not always legally binding, so be careful on what you assume there. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Coming up, I'm going to be speaking with an analyst from briefing.com. Typically, on Wednesdays, it's Dr. Jeff Rosen, economist. Summertime, we're going to get some shifts here and there, so be ready for that. You can find me online at robblack.com. You can find me on YouTube, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Take a break here. We'll be right back. of financial interest in the success of New Focus Financial. AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Thanks for listening to Rob Black and the Money. I'm Rob Black. Every Wednesday, I get to speak with Dr. Jeffrey Rosen. Dr. Jeff Rosen, Chief Economist at Briefing.com. Let's bring him in right here, right now. Dr. Rosen, how are you? Good. How are yourself? I'm doing well. Since the last time we talked last Wednesday, we had the employment numbers that came out on the first Friday of the month. Give us a little recap of what you saw and what you liked or didn't like. Um... The report was average. I mean, we, we had a little bit better uh, in terms of job growth and, and the expectations. But at the same time, we had a flat um, hourly earnings gain and flat hour uh, work week, which means that aggregate income only increased a very modest 0.1%. And considering we have a savings rate that's you know a little lower than 2.5% right now, and we expect that rate to jump up closer to 3% by the end of the year, uh, the gain in income doesn't point towards much consumption if people are going to increase their savings at all. Does that concern you in a real manner that people aren't saving enough? It depends. It, it depends on where the trends are in employment. You know, right okay. now we have a situation where employment growth is steady but not solid and not secure. And if that's continuing, you don't want to have you know, a savings rate that's too low because if you have a sudden uh, pullback in economic growth, you could have a larger pullback in spending because the consumers just don't have the money stored up to uh, to withstand something like that. And, 
given where we saw in the Great Recession, you know, I'd prefer something a little bit higher than 2.5%. little off topic, but 20 to 30 years down the road, we keep hearing from Fidelities and Vanguards that 401k savings are meager. Is America in trouble 20 to 30 years down the road because we're not saving enough? Well, Americans are going to probably have to work longer. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, there's definitely you know a problem in terms of uh, what the millennial generation, Generation X, is looking to save and, and what uh, they are actually saving and what they need to if they expect to be consuming at the levels that um, you know we've seen their parents. Uh, spend at. And, and that really is a problem. You know, a lot more people are, are working uh, paycheck to paycheck today than they should be. Let's go back to the job numbers briefly. Um, the job numbers, according to some of the stuff that I read at briefing.com, kind of said Goldilocks. There was positives. There were some negatives. You kind of just summed that up. Uh, this keeps the Fed from having to do anything in the short term. But what will the economic impact be when the Fed does have to react to the jobs numbers? Uh, I think that's a ways down the road, uh, much okay. more than I think the, the media is, is, is trying to uh, believe it is. I mean, realistically, we need an unemployment rate at 6.5% in order for the Fed to tighten. Uh, the Fed's not going to get in the way of economic growth until we see secure job growth and, and secure job gains, and, and we don't have that. You know, what we're going to see once the Fed does pull back, you know, we'll see higher rates, we'll see a slower housing market, we'll see uh, softer investment stuff, what we normally expect from an increase in rates. It's just that where the, econ where the economy is today, it doesn't make sense for that to happen. Retail sales are out, I think, is it tomorrow? Thursdays, right? Um, mm -hmm. The consumer, are they still alive and well on the low end, the high end? What, what are you seeing out there? Well, the jobs report doesn't paint a very strong picture for retail sales growth. You know, as I said, we only saw you know, aggregate wages increase by 0.1%. You know, factor in that the stock market was you know, flat to up a little bit you know, in the last month. We're not expecting to see strong retail sales gains. You know, we saw a little better expected numbers in the motor vehicle sector, but that may end up uh, canceling out other growth. Any other economic data that you're working on or that you think we need to be aware of? Um, yeah, I mean, I, the, the biggest thing to look at is the unemployment rate. I mean, that's what the okay. Fed has explicitly stated that they're going to look at when determining how they're going to uh, change the monetary policy, going from a, you know their real accommodative policy today to even somewhat tightening if you start tapering. And the unemployment rate ticked up a little bit um, last month. It'll probably tick up again over the next several months as some of the discouraged workers return to the labor force. That's a good thing. Um, yeah, and that's really what we should be focusing on. Where Where's the trend in unemployment rate? How is that going to move? Because that's going to detail where uh, Fed policy is going to be in the future. One last question for you, Dr. Jeffrey Rosen. Um, Europe, we make much ado about nothing at times. What should we be paying attention to? Is Germany strong enough to outweigh Greece? Is it? Where are we in our European economies? Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. Oh, boy. Sorry about that. Yeah. It's kind of like, 
you know, every couple months we think things may be getting better and they're not going to, and then every few months we think things are going to get much worse and they don't. You know, right now things are being backstopped fairly well by the ECB. You know, that said, the economies overall are not in a solid position. You know, you heard Dutch central banks calling for more austerity, which made no sense considering you know, all the austerity that has been done in Europe has made the situation much, much worse. You know, the truth of the matter is you have a monetary policy, you know, that's uh, contingent on different, uh, you know, fiscal policies, and that doesn't work well. I mean, can you imagine what it would be like in the United States if, uh, you know, you had a different – if you didn't have transfer payments going into, you know, let's say in Alabama – from a more rich state like California. You know, that's basically what, what's going on there. And until they can figure out what you know, they're willing to do about that situation, you're going to have problems. And, and they're just going to keep pushing forward at a slow and probably never get to where they need to be paced. Thanks very much for joining us, Dr. Rosen. It's Dr. Jeff Rosen, ChiefEconomistBriefing.com. Seriously, this is a great website. It's hardcore but it's digestible. So the data is robust if you're a trader, if you're an investor, or if you just want to be abreast of what's going on. Um, Dr. Jeff Rosen's corner of the world is GDP and employment and the consumer inflation, housing, manufacturing. Gives us all little insights. And if you're going to go out and buy a home, you're going to go out and invest in Lennar, you want to look at some of these these numbers. You want to start grasping the importance of it. Briefing.com is located at briefing.com. It's an independent live market analysis of the U.S. and international markets. Um, one thing that I do is after I talk to Dr. Jeff Rosen, I go back and listen to it a second time. In large part, nuggets of information. I'm a big fan of nuggets, in case you haven't been able to figure it out. Chicken nuggets, what the hell is it? It's, but it's digestible, right? Um, economic nuggets, same thing. Anyhow, and anyway, you can find them at briefing.com. That's briefing.com. Apple's under a little pressure today, as is IBM. High beta chip makers have shown some relative strength today. So the semis are leading the tech industry. Biotech stocks are getting a bit of a hit, but nothing tragic. We have a market that I feel is more than due for a correction. But we also have a market... And a correction is not a bad thing. A correction is, I think, a good thing because it takes out some of the speculation that's out inside the markets. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. The SP 500's down 1, the Dow's down 7, the NASDAQ's down 8. Correction of 5%, I feel good. Correction of 10%, I'm not against it. It's not going to feel good to do, but I'm not against it. Facebook is starting their first servers outside the United States, but Facebook's also in the news today basically saying, you know, uh, the government, you know, we want to urge the government to allow disclosure of security requests. Um, I don't know. That's out of my wheelhouse, so to speak. Some top moving stocks today include Bank of America, down fractions, Cooper Tire and Rubber being acquired up nine points company like a Cirrus satellite radio moving pretty aggressively today in a market that's not down 1.3%. They are. 
Get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. Sirius XM probably getting a little bit in the news today tied towards that Pandora story. Pandora and Sirius XM are in the same quandary where they have to pay more than the um, CBS radio stations and little broadcasting companies of the nation, big radio, terrestrial radio stations. Um, So Sirius also in the news. Um, Long-time aspect of iTunes radio. It should alarm Pandora investors. It should also spook Sirius XM that Apple iTunes radio is getting in the industry. Um, Why? Because I saw in my notes from the World Wide Web Developers Conference for Apple that they're starting to integrate into automobiles, into trucks. Basically, a lot of the foreign automakers. I didn't see Ford or GM on that news list, but you know, when you're starting to buy cars now that have USB chargers in them, it's not too long before we go, you know what? I don't need to pay $9, 10 12 $13 a month for satellite radio. I'm just going to roll with my iTunes player. To get your calls in there, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. Don't be shy. Uh, we can talk about anything that you want as far as the investment community and world goes. We can talk about utilities. We can talk about emerging markets. We can talk about we're going to Brazil. I'm so proud of Seattle for stepping up and supporting the U.S. men's soccer team last night with a rowdy performance from the audience. To get your calls in there, it's 800-516-1220. Drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. KDOW traffic. This Bay Area update. Number of challenges. You know, we don't see broadening. 500 index down a point, a drop of point one. Welcome back in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. Let's see, do we got any calls? Nope. You can call the show 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I do a little radio and television work combined, some internet work thrown in there of my television work. You can find me at YouTube channel, Rob Black Show, YouTube channel, Rob Black Show. I post on Facebook. I have a fan page as well as a group page. So the group page is I Hate Rob Black, and the fan page is Cron4 Rob Black. That's K-R-O-N for Rob Black. Um, I'll always keep you abreast of my doings there. I'm going to be launching a new website soon. I know I've been teasing this for a while, but we're pretty close at this point in time. So interest rates are starting to move higher, and what's interesting to note about that is the cost of mortgages are starting to rise. But the Mortgage Bankers Association said last week 
applications rose 5%. People are feeling like they have to get in now. The average closing cost on a $200,000 mortgage in the United States is about $3,700. Figure out where you are and you can start seeing that it's costly. Sales of existing homes are up 44% from their 2010 lows. 30-year fixed rate mortgage now stands at about 4.15%. That's the highest since March of 2012. The highest since March of 2012. Back when I was a wee little lad, right? Interest rates are no reason to freak out at this point in time. We're back to where we were not that long ago. April 2012. The sky didn't fall back then. The sky's not falling right now. But there's a little bit of a distress out there. There's a little bit of anxiety. I'd be careful extrapolating too much in the rise in interest rates. And Dr. Jeff Rosen just mentioned a little bit something along those lines. When he said it's going to be a long time before the Fed goes away. Longer than the media is portraying it. Long-term investment themes based simply on a rate move are simplistic. And they're going to set you up for disappointment. Be careful. I hate seeing people get hurt because they get caught up in media issues. So pay attention to the 10-year treasury. It's important to watch. I'll buy stocks as long as the 10-year treasury is under 3.5%. And then after that, I'm going to go, you know what? Maybe I want the, the safety of income. Right now, we have a stock market that's paying a lot of attention. A lot of attention to that 10-year treasury. But it's also paying a lot of attention to technical issues. Will the S&P 500 hold 1,600? Big round number. Will the Dow Jones Industrial Average hold 15,000? Big round number. I don't feel like the NASDAQ has that same psychological pull to it. Yesterday, shareholders got to face Mark Zuckerberg at an annual meeting, and they grilled him about the stock price. His job is to run a company. His job is not to get the stock price, be the end-all, be-all of returns. It's, it's in his head. You know, the fundamental strategy is not wrong. There's derision of the company in large part because there's been some statistics out of the company on usage that are a little disconcerting. So Facebook came public after years and years and years of being a private company. Is he floundering as a CEO? I don't think so. Does he care about making money for his shareholders? I do think he does. I think initially he didn't. So anytime there's an IPO, they, they tend to perform underperform at the S&P 500. That's in large part because all the shares have been private, and those private shareholders are now starting to say, you know what? I want to go buy a house. I want to go buy a car. I was listening to Steven Tyler talk about... I think Joe Perry's in his band, and how basically a lot of the music was basically anger at Joe's girlfriend. And that can drive stock prices. You work for a privately owned company, you get shares issued to you, 
company comes public and your spouse could say, I want a boat. I want a car. I want a vacation. I stayed happily married to you or begrudgingly married to you when you're working all those hours. Now it's my turn. Wow, right? To get your calls in there, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Seriously, we need more calls in the future. It's going to be up to you to figure this out. There is a report out today saying that it's easier to just to use your cell phone than to use all the wireless technologies tied towards it while you're driving. I saw that the transportation department is thinking about trying to implement a concept of getting people to have their cars automatically turn off texting while they're driving. Cable giants are trying to innovate quickly while they can because of the threat of cord cutting. Cord cutting is a reality. In the first quarter, we saw the largest ever decline in cable subscribers. Netflix, Hulu, there's so many options out there. Cord cutting is a real consumer behavior shift. And that's one of the reasons you have to always think about some of the issues tied towards investing in the trends. At one point in time, psh, cable companies printed money. Things change. It's Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talk to all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me at line at robblack.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult the... Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.